This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're back for another episode of the Eat With Ali podcast. Hi. How are you today? I've had some lovely, beautiful messages in regards to last week's episode about guilt and shame because... People are saying that their feelings are being identified and now they're working on acknowledging it and then doing something about it. So I love to hear it. That makes me very happy. And what do we say to the shame? Fuck off. When it's coming from my eating disorder, it can go away. For all of the shitty things that you've been saying to yourself, your eating disorder have said to you to believe that you're this horrible, shitty person, which is not true, and all of the harmful things that you've been doing to yourself... Once again, because of your eating disorder, it is now time to forgive yourself for these things. What a great segue, because today's episode is all about how to forgive yourself. It's going to help with recovery. It is going to help with your self-love and it's going to help let go of your past self, the one that was putting yourself down all the time, your past self that made you feel worthless your past self that made you feel so shameful and so guilty and your past self that was holding you back from loving yourself and looking after yourself. So we're going to let go of that version of yourself, forgive that version of yourself and learn from that version of yourself. Okay. I had a very nice day today, by the way. Thank you for asking. I played multi-sport which was basketball today, and it was so much fun. And then I went to the sauna, and I also had my nighttime meditation, and you'll see why that's great in just a few seconds because I'm about to go into why I'm grateful for myself this week and what I'm proud of. Also, how is your day today? So this week I'm proud of myself for making sure that I still get my meditation sessions done. So I'm sure you've heard me yap and yap and yap on about meditation, And I love it. So I meditate once in the morning and once in the afternoon slash nighttime period. And they go for about half an hour, a bit more each session. But I feel like I've been doing a lot of other things before my nighttime session. So this means that when I'm so exhausted, yes, sometimes I struggle to sleep, but like I'll be tired and like my eyes will be droopy, but then actually falling to sleep, I sometimes find difficult. But anyway, it's not the point. When I get to the meditating, 
it is normally when I'm at this period of just absolutely about to pass out. Like I'm kind of leaving it to the last task that I do. So I'm going to try and move it a bit before that because when I'm meditating, I'm literally like half falling asleep and sometimes I do fall asleep and then I have to wake back up. And yes, I'm sitting, not lying down and I'm still like, that was me attempting to snore. So I'm proud of myself that no matter how tired I am, I know that my meditation is a non-negotiable. So I make sure that I still do it, even if I'm falling asleep. So yeah, pretty much I'm just proud of myself that even if I'm literally about to pass out, I'm proud of myself that I still make sure that every day I'm getting my morning and nighttime session of meditation. It seriously helps calm me down so much and to have more rational thinking and thoughts and just downtime and to be in the present, you know. So if you haven't, go meditate now or after this episode or whenever you can today, even if it's a five minute, two minute one. I've told you I've got links to two minute meditations that still calm me down and just make me feel more present and calm. Really, it does make me feel calm, okay? When I'm feeling anxious, I'm like, okay, it is time to meditate. And my heart sometimes will be like beating really, really fast because I'm stressing or whatever's going on. And then I meditate and I'm calm and cool and refreshed. So I'm going to try and do my meditation, my nighttime session, a bit earlier than when I'm literally about to pass out. But I'm still proud of myself that I ensure that they are done every single day, that my meditation is done every single day, because it seriously... It feels so relaxing and I love it. Oh, and for my stopping binge eating episode, I've created a little poster of all the different ways summarized as to how I stopped binge eating. So if you want to make this your phone lock screen background or just keep it somewhere where you can always remember and just be able to access and have a look at every time you're eating or whenever you need a friendly reminder, then yes, I've created the loving poster for you. So you can go find that on my Facebook group, Eat With Ali. I will be making more of these like lock screen posters or you can even print them out, do whatever the heck you want with it for my other podcast episodes. So stay tuned to finding all of them on Facebook group. It's there waiting for you to be a reminder. But of course, if you want more in-depth explanations about whatever my points are in the posters, you'll be able to hear it on the podcast episodes. Okay. Oh, and hello to our beautiful listeners in Indonesia, Moldova and Guatemala. Hello and welcome. Let's eat with Ali. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about forgiveness. So I'm going to talk about what forgiveness is. I'm going to give you some suggestions as to what you may need to forgive yourself for in relation to your eating disorder. I'm going to talk about why forgiveness is important, as well as how to identify the difference between self-compassion and self-forgiveness. And then, of course, I'm going to go over many different ways as to how you can learn and try to forgive yourself. And keep in mind that we have all made mistakes. On one end, we could have actually fucked up and need to apologize for something. Maybe you were an asshole to someone else. Or maybe we've been doing harmful things to ourselves that we need to apologize and then forgive ourselves for. Which is what we'll be going into today with eating disorders. However, when we are feeling a lot of guilt and shame, and yes, I'm going to say go listen to the past episode to have a bit more of an idea where I'm coming from with this. There can be times where we just blame ourselves for everything. 
you might even start thinking all of the what ifs like oh what if I had tried harder with this what if I had loved myself better with that what if I never watched that tv show what if I never listened to those influences what if what if I never ate a cheeseburger and realized how good it was and so I didn't keep eating it what if I had made a different choice that led me to this what if what if what if what if what if, what if, what if, what if, what if we can't change what has happened we can't but what we can do acknowledge what has happened accept what has happened forgive ourselves for whatever we've done or maybe we have to forgive someone else and then we learn from it and then what do we do that's right we let it go so if you have a low self-worth and self-esteem that you just assume everything is your fault I'm talking more and not so much in terms of eating disorder now, but just like your life in general. Maybe you've had a fight with a friend and because you just assume the worst about yourself, you're like, oh, damn, it's my fault for sure. I mean, hey, maybe it could be. Fair enough. But it is good to be able to grow that self-love and have more awareness and also downtime to really rationalize whatever it is that has happened. So I highly suggest meditation. If you're mad at someone and you have the world that you want to say to them, don't. You're never going to get anything out of having a discussion when you're angry because you're not thinking straight and you'll probably just say something really hurtful and really unnecessary. So go calm down, go for a walk, meditate, go for a sauna session and just fuck off for a little bit and have time to calm and come to your senses. And then you can talk about it. Talk about it. See, talk, not get angry, not yell. So anyways, if you're having feelings of remorse when there's something that you've actually done that is wrong, then that's okay because that is yourself telling you that, ah, oh, I fucked up and I certainly don't want to make anyone else feel this way either. So I must learn from this and apologize for my wrongdoing. So these feelings of guilt is not necessarily a bad thing when it's going to teach you something from it and you actually action against that and do something different. So, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is when you are releasing feelings and thoughts of resentment or revenge or hurt against someone else or even yourself. When you forgive and you let go of things that have hurt you in the past, when you let go of wrongdoings that has happened to you or maybe that you did, you are now no longer letting that situation have any control over you and your life. It's like that saying, you can forgive, but you won't forget. So forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that you just forget and overlook whatever the heck happened. Forgiveness just means that you are letting go of what is holding you back. Maybe all of your thoughts are consumed by this mistake that you've done or maybe someone else has done to you. And it's just ruining and distracting yourself from moving past and just living because all you can think about is all these shitty things and it brings you down and makes you feel anxious, unhappy, angry annoyed who knows what and it's not great it's like you're still living in that shitty time it was probably bad enough when it happened whatever it was whether it was you starting your eating disorder or literally every single time that you vomited you just start hating on yourself you're constantly living in this shithole so whether it's someone else that has done something bad to you or you've done something bad to someone else or you've done something bad to yourself you don't have to forget what it is that happened, but you need to let it go because it is holding you back. Learn from it and let it go. 
You are the one that will benefit from letting go of something that has happened. You are the one that is going to benefit from forgiveness because it's no longer going to hold you back whatever it is that happened. And sure, maybe you'll still think about it every once in a while. Maybe it'll bring you down just because, yes, it is a sad memory, but you are no longer letting it consume you and literally bring you down by the thought of it. And yes, it is definitely easier said than done to say, let it go. Which is why, in a bit, we'll be going over many different ways that can help you learn and start to forgive. Now, I'm going to suggest some things that I've forgiven myself for in regards to my eating disorder. I want you to think whether or not this is something that you've maybe considered forgiving yourself for or something that you are currently beating yourself up for. And I want you to think of how it makes you feel when you're putting yourself down for these things and when you actually do it. How, how does it make you feel? For me, for example, it made me feel guilty. It made me feel shameful. It made me feel so much self-hatred against myself and it made me feel worthless it made me feel helpless and it made me feel like I didn't deserve much and that this was the life that I was going to live forever and I might as well buckle into this lifestyle because I'm not strong and I'm not capable of doing shit which is not true and if you were saying anything like this similar or completely different but it's still put down you are wrong and it needs to stop because it is harmful to you your mind and your life so here are some things that i've forgiven myself for in relation to my eating disorder <clears throat> harming my body by this i mean every time that i would go and vomit out all of this food i would be harming my body I became dizzy. I, I would vomit until I felt that stomach acid coming back out too. I would feel heart pain and stomach pain and be more concerned about being skinny than fucking how my body is feeling. And in pain. It was in pain all the time. I would disregard the fact that my periods were all fucking over the place. And if anything, I thought it was a good thing, which meant that, oh yeah, my eating disorder is working. <laughs> No, that is so shit. And who? No. Oh. Wrong. It means that my body is trying to tell me something and I need to be listening to it. God damn it, Ali. Okay, so that's what I'm saying when I'm forgiving myself for harming my body. I also forgave myself for putting myself down. I would put myself down if I looked in the mirror. I would put myself down if I just looked at my body. I would put myself down if I ate anything. I would put myself down if I threw things up. I would put myself down if I tried to keep food in. I would put myself down when I just literally look at my appearance as well. I'd put myself down for who I was as a person. And I'd put myself down for literally anything I could. Any action that I took, I would find some sort of way to put myself down for it. And that doesn't sound very fun, does it? No. So if you're doing that too, stop it. Grow that self-love. I also forgave myself for the mistakes that I had made. Because for so long, for so long, I would just be absolutely surrounded by guilt and shame. And for the longest time, I felt like I deserved it. I, I deserved to feel all of these shit things forever. Because I'm a shit person. That's 
that's what you get. And yes, I made plenty of mistakes. But I decided to grovel in my own shame rather than do something about it and change how I was. And the more shame and guilt that I sat on, the more I started just hating myself even more. I couldn't let go of things that I had done because I didn't think that I deserved to. And yes, it was true, most definitely, that I had fucked up in a lot of times. And yes, I needed to acknowledge that. And sure, feeling initial shame is fair enough. Because those feelings are telling me that I've done something wrong. And yes, I need to do something about that. Yes, 100%. But I decided to suffer rather than deal with the pain. And I talk about that more in depth in another episode. I think it was one of my self-loving ones. I believe. Pain has a purpose. But suffering is a choice. And I chose for way too long to grovel in my mistakes and my guilt and my shame. So it took me a very long time to get out of that and decide that, you know what, enough is enough. I fucked up. I get that. But let's do something about it and be better. And if I didn't do that, well, this podcast wouldn't be here today now, would it? Because I have nothing to share because I wouldn't have recovered. And I wouldn't have changed my life around in many different ways and improved myself and improved my well-being. But it took a long time to get there. It took a lot of acknowledgement, a lot of acceptance. And you know what? A lot of forgiveness. You heard it here first. So another thing that I had to forgive myself for was not being able to accept myself. This is during my eating disorder and even before. Because it was the fact that I didn't accept myself that it drove me to find all these crazy, unhelpful tactics to try and accept myself. I truly believed that if I would vomit and hurt myself, that I would then like myself more because I would be skinnier quote unquote unquote skinnier and did it do that yeah that's the big billion dollar question isn't it no it didn't if anything it made me feel worse it made me reliant on a on a few unhealthy things unhelpful things as well it made me distance myself from health and good people and good things for me it contributed to a lot of the irrational decisions and mistakes that I made And it made me prioritize wanting to please other people and other things rather than look after myself first and believe in myself. Like, I would have rather put myself down in order to make someone else laugh. Do you know what I mean? If you can relate, high five. And now we're going to high five again. Okay, so first of all, we're going to high five for relating. One, two, three. And now we're going to high five because we're getting rid of that shit. And you're joining the the Eat With Ali club of forgiving and letting go of these past unhelpful and destructive behaviors and thoughts and feelings. One, two, three. Woo! Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, another thing that I forgave myself for was for hurting myself. So I had to think to myself and try to find the specifics of what I did to hurt myself and what it is that hurt me. So, I obviously was hurting myself by binging and purging. When you're thinking about this, don't just think about what it was that hurt you, but also how it hurt you. So I was hurting both my physical health and my mental health. They were both being affected. I was so angry and anxious and irritable all the time. I was so defensive when anything ever came about to do with eating disorders. I was like, rage, just literally sent it. So I was always so defensive, not just to do with food, but just like everything. So another thing that I had to forgive myself for doing was being angry and upset with myself for putting myself in this position in the first place. So by this, I mean I was angry at myself for hating myself in the first place, which led me to do harmful things, which led me into this cycle of guilt and shame and bad habits. And I also had to forgive myself for taking out my anger on the ones that I cared for the most. So I want you to have a think. Are you being reactive and defensive and taking out all of these unresolved issues that you are fighting in your head onto other people? And if you are, and especially if they're people you care about, this needs to stop because you're not just harming them, but you're also harming yourself. And yeah, I had to forgive myself for resenting myself for putting myself in this situation. But no, resenting myself does not help me look after myself, now does it? Does it help you? Are you resenting yourself? Is that helping you? No. So those are a few things that I forgave myself for doing in regards to my eating disorder. So those are a few examples of things that I forgave myself for in relation to my eating disorder. I want you to have a think about whether or not you can relate to these, all of these, or what else you may need to forgive yourself for doing. Write it all down. I want you to reflect on your life. If we're talking about eating disorders here, I want you to reflect on your life since you got your eating disorder. 
compare it from before till it is now and literally write a list. On one side, I want you to write all of the things that you believe you gained. And then on the other side, everything that you've lost. So for example, when I had an eating disorder, I gained more self-hatred. I became overly anxious. And look, honestly, I'm struggling to find a single positive because I don't really believe that there is one. Maybe your list will have some positives on it, especially if you're not at the recovery stage yet, which is okay. We're going to get there and I love and support you. But I'm thinking back to if I was writing this when I had my eating disorder, I would have probably said that I gained the understanding that I had lost weight and I was skinnier. I might not have 100% believed it, but I, I can tell what the number on the scale said. And I could tell because my clothes weren't fitting anymore and I needed to buy smaller sizes. So even if I didn't mentally believe it and like see what I should have been seeing for reality, like my body size, I'm trying to say, I'm not completely oblivious and I can obviously see that the number on the scale and the size of my clothes were different. So at the time, I mean, it's even hard saying that because I was going to say that at the time, that would have been a good thing for me. And yes, like it was good knowing at the back of my mind that I was smaller, but at the same time, I didn't 100% believe it. So I still felt shit anyway. But yeah, that's the examples of some things that I gained and now things that I lost. Just to name, just to name a few. I lost myself, first of all. I lost my perception of what quote unquote skinny was. I lost any motivation to want to look after myself and pursue my dreams and my goals. I lost control constantly, not just with how much I ate, but also how I reacted to situations and also how I felt. I was an overthinker and also an overreactor. And I lost absolutely any courage or belief in myself. I lost any hope for a long time that things could get better. And I lost a sense of what I should be prioritizing. Like I started to prioritize being skinny or what I thought was skinny over looking after my body and looking after my mind. And I started pushing aside and ignoring all of the signs that my body and my mind was trying to give me. Like I was so anxious all the time. I was so unhappy. I was overthinking everything. I was I was imagining what I believed to be true. When in reality, what I thought was happening had it was not even close to what was actually happening. Like I was so caught up and lost in my own anxious thoughts that I was creating scenarios that weren't even true. It was like I was seeing shit and just living an alternative reality to everyone else. So that was fun. Yeah, and I just ignored all of the body and heart pain. So what the fuck? How about you? What are you ignoring? What are you pushing aside? Stop pushing it aside. That's enough. So in saying that, why is forgiveness important? First of all, forgiveness is going to be your best friend during recovery because if you have a relapse and you have a temporary setback, it may make you feel down about it. I've had another episode all about if you relapse, so go listen to that. But if you choose to look at a relapse as a chance to learn on what your triggers were and how you can improve on that next time, 
In that process, you are also forgiving yourself for having this setback. Rather, if you grieve and you just feel all this shame and guilt for having this temporary setback, then you're mad at yourself, you're resenting yourself for what has happened and you're choosing not to forgive yourself for what has happened. And if you can't let it go and learn from the situation, then it's hard to move forward because you're still stuck in the past. And besides this, forgiveness is so important for recovery because most of the time there is underlying causes that have driven you to have an eating disorder in the first place. So whether or not this was you having low self-esteem and self-worth, which meant that you had body dissatisfaction, so you went to go and find a way to try and fix that. And maybe that took you to your eating disorder, or maybe you grew up uh, people thinking or telling you that you're big and worthless, which I hope not, that's horrible. But if something like that happened to you, you would try to fix that because you're being shamed for no reason. If they're doing that, they can leave and they will not be missed. But yeah, like whatever it is. Or maybe you just grew up around a lot of people that ate so much fucking food and you ate their portion sizes and more. And then and then maybe you thought that you were big and then that's how you got your eating disorder. Or maybe you had friends, I don't know, that had an eating disorder and they told you it was awesome. So you hopped on that bandwagon. Whatever it is, there is most likely an underlying cause that wasn't dealt with, that was filled with guilt and shame and maybe feeling that you're worthless and don't deserve to be loved or don't deserve to feel good about yourself but it is these experiences and these thoughts and these feelings that are bringing you down that has then led to having an eating disorder maybe you were looking for answers in your eating disorder maybe you were looking at your eating disorder as a solution but i hope that you now know that your eating disorder is not actually there to help you but it is there to bring you down and we're no longer going to let that happen are we But besides all that, forgiveness will also help with your mental health because if you start to forgive yourself, yes, you've acknowledged the shit that you've done, but once you start to forgive yourself and let it go and learn from your mistakes, it will actually help you reduce your self-criticism and your anger and self-destructive behaviors. And then you will start to feel more motivated and more confident and more proud and feel stronger within yourself you will realize just how capable you really are. So pretty much if you don't let go of your eating disorder experiences and your behaviors of your eating disorder, finding freedom from it will be difficult and having long-term healing will be hard to sustain. You need to forgive yourself. Yourself needs to know that you'll be there for yourself, especially during difficult times. And no, forgiveness is not easy. But most definitely, it is worth it. So if you forgive yourself, you're going to feel that happiness. You're going to be free from that negativity and unhealthy thoughts and feelings that you were giving yourself. You will also learn more about yourself. What triggered you to be in these positions? What triggered you to make these mistakes? And how you can fix it and do better next time so that you don't have to make that mistake again. But if you do, you learn more. Maybe you found extra triggers. Or maybe you just need to keep putting it to practice. If you have a relapse, if you have a temporary setback, set back temporarily. You heard it. It is temporary. If you choose to forgive yourself and choose to learn from your mistakes and improve on it rather than grovel and suffer for trying and trying to change your outcome and trying to change your life, 
No, stop. Forgiveness will also help improve your relationships because you're working on yourself and maybe you're not being as destructive and reactive. Forgiveness will help you steer away from these shitty comforts that you may be seeking, whether that's the food and then the vomiting. Maybe you can move over to meditation and the sauna and the gym or a walk or reading or writing. You will find more helpful and more beneficial and healthy ways of comforting yourself. And this is because when you forgive yourself, you are also improving your self-esteem and your self-love because you are choosing. This is a choice. You are choosing to let go, forgive yourself and do better next time. And you can only do that if you forgive yourself and you acknowledge what it is that you did, but then you choose to do something else about it. That is up to you. So you need to stop blaming yourself for having an eating disorder and for being in this position. But instead, you need to start forgiving yourself and figuring out what it is that you can do to make your life better. Now also, as much as we love self-compassion, we want to have that in our life as well. But I just want to make sure you know the difference between self-compassion and self-forgiveness. Yes, they're both important, but we've got to make sure that you are actually forgiving yourself So self-forgiveness is when you adjust the way you see yourself after you have these feelings of guilt and shame. It's when you decide to let go of something that you've done that you've acknowledged that you did and then you try to reconcile these actions. Whereas self-compassion is still amazing and I hope that you have this as well but self-compassion is more when you are kind to yourself. You realize that not everything is going to go according to plan and you are caring and you are loving to yourself. So this would be if you had a relapse and you're like, okay, look, let's be compassionate with myself. I've had a temporary setback and I'm going to learn from it. Whereas if you don't have self-compassion, you're going to be like, you bastard, how could you do this? I knew you didn't have it in you. All that kind of crap. Another identification that you have self-compassion is when you have these temporary setbacks and you realize that you're not the only one that has had a temporary setback and you are not the only one that has failed at something. It's just like it's not singling yourself out and thinking that you're the only one that was not capable of having a relapse because it's not true. And it's also not about comparing yourself to other people and being like, well, because they did it, that means it doesn't matter because everyone's experienced it. It's not about making other people's problems seem lesser than or greater than even, but it's more about not singling yourself out in order to put yourself down for not being able to achieve something. And another indicator that you are self-compassionate is if you are able to acknowledge how you feel and be able to sit with these thoughts and try to do something about it. So if you don't have self-compassion, you may either try to exaggerate what it is that you are feeling or maybe you'll even try to downplay how you are feeling. So either way, both self-compassion and self-forgiveness is very important. If you'd like a dedicated episode, by the way, on self-compassion, I'd love for you to write your episode requests on the Facebook group as well. But at least for this episode, we understand the difference between self-compassion and self-forgiveness. Both awesome, but you want to try and get both of them. And in saying that, let's, let's get into the different ways that will help you to start forgiving yourself. Tip number one is identifying when you are self-blaming. So I want you to be able to identify what it is that you did wrong and also what wasn't your fault. Because if not everything is your fault, You most certainly should not be taking all of the responsibility. You shouldn't put yourself down for things that you didn't do. 
So yes, it is very important to be able to identify what it is that you did wrong, but you also need to put in the effort to identify areas where you may be self-blaming. So you need to forgive yourself for what it is that you did wrong, but you also need to make sure that you stop taking the blame for things that you didn't do. No more self-blaming. So I want you to say your mistake aloud. Say it aloud to yourself in front of the mirror or during a meditation session. Just say it aloud. This is so you are not just listening to your inner voices, but now you can say it aloud and fully acknowledge what it is that you did wrong and then you can try and action it and be better. Tip number two is to try to make amends. So, for example, if you were taking out a lot of your anxiety and anger that you feel about yourself onto other people and you've hurt them, then you need to own up to that and let them know that you are sorry. And yes, you can explain your reasons as to why you did it. Like you can say, look, I'm sorry that I've been very reactive to you when you really didn't even do anything wrong. I've been struggling with an eating disorder and I've been taking it out on the people that mean the most to me. So I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's okay. You can explain why, but you don't want to be like, yeah, well, sorry, I guess, but it's just because I had an eating disorder. So like, I guess I'm sorry that you were collateral damage, but it was because of this. So there's a difference between like explaining why you did something versus having almost like an excuse as to why you did something. So you want to make sure that you're genuinely sorry and try to restore the relationships that might have been affected. Tip number three is to acknowledge and admit what you are struggling with. In order to forgive yourself, you need to be able to acknowledge what it is that you are forgiving yourself for. So no more denying and it is time to acknowledge what it is that you are struggling with your eating disorder, or whatever else it may be. So then you are able to actually start forgiving yourself. Because how can you forgive something that you don't even acknowledge to have? Tip number four is to acknowledge how it is that you are feeling. Identify how it is that it is making you feel. Your eating disorder, for example. Like you were feeling guilt, you were feeling shame, you were feeling anxious, you were feeling unworthy, you were feeling helpless, you were feeling hopeless. And you were feeling unhappy for who you are and the position that you were in. Those are just a few examples, but try to come up with more. The next tip is to start learning from your mistakes rather than beating yourself up for them. So no more putting yourself down. Instead, figure out what it is that you did wrong. And this will be helpful with the tip of acknowledging what it is that you did wrong. Then learn from your mistake and then figure out what it is that you can do to improve your outcome and work towards having a different outcome or behavior in future. The next tip is to start identifying your patterns. When is it that you feel the most guilty? When is it that you feel the most self-destructive? What is it that you were doing that leads to this? What are your triggers? You want to find your patterns so that when they come up next time, you are then aware that you were leading up to a trigger of yours and then you can do something about it. You're going to de-escalate those triggering thoughts by starting to catch them out before it even happens. And the next tip kind of goes hand in hand with this, but it is journaling. You know, I love to journal. Release all of those emotions out onto your piece of paper or your phone notes, just as long as you're releasing them and being able to express how you feel. So if you start writing all of this down, by the way, you will then be able to figure out your triggering patterns because you have it all on paper or your phone notes. So when you're journaling, you want to write down what happened, how it made you feel, what you did in the situation, what you could have done to improve, and also something that you were proud of yourself for doing. So say you ate a bit of extra food and you started putting yourself down, which led to vomiting. You explain that situation. You say it made you feel guilty for eating a bit too much. 
which led you to then go and throw it up in the toilet. So you can improve on next time, maybe pre-portioning your meal before you ate so that so that you couldn't binge because you already set out your portion. You could have had an extra glass of water before you ate, or you could have been more mindful and present in the moment, so maybe not watching TV. Those are just some examples. So you've listed ways that you can improve next time, and then you want to say what you are proud of yourself for, even if it is just writing this down now after it has happened, because you're releasing those thoughts. That's never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing if you're releasing it onto paper and not someone else. So this kind of leads into our next tip then of being aware of when you are being critical. So if you're making all this conscious effort to write down how it is that you're feeling by journaling and also acknowledging how you are feeling and learning from every experience, you will then start to become more aware of the times that you were being self-critical and harsh on yourself or maybe starting to feel triggered about something. And when you are being self-critical, like maybe you looked in the mirror and you started feeling bad about it and you're like, wow, I look big and gross and I don't like what I see. Write it down. You may even look back at these notes like the following day or something and realize, wow, like, why do I talk to myself like that? I wouldn't talk to someone I loved like that. Why am I talking to myself like that? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Become more self-aware. Notice when it is that you are putting yourself down. Call yourself out. Which also then leads into our next tip about quitting the negative self-talk. When you are saying all of these shitty things like I'm an idiot, I look bad, yuck. Stop it. Call yourself out and not just stop saying those hurtful things about yourself, but then right-click antonym on whatever word that it is that you just said about yourself. If you called yourself ugly... Call yourself beautiful. Even if it's hard to say, get it out there. You shouldn't be saying the negative to yourself. And if you can say that, then you need to try and say the good things instead. Because you are your biggest critic. And if you're putting yourself down constantly, well, how else are you supposed to feel? The next tip is to speak to yourself as you would speak to someone that you love. I love saying this one because, yes, it lets out some harsh realities. You wouldn't speak to someone that you love the way that you speak to yourself. So... Next time you are mad at yourself for something that you've done wrong, 
and the things that you're saying to yourself are most likely very hurtful, especially if you're thinking with a suffering mindset, like you just want to suffer for the things that you've done wrong. Put yourself in someone that you love's shoes. If they were thinking all of these things and they couldn't let it go, and even think about the mistake that you've made and put it in the shoes of the other person. Is that something that you could forgive? Is their mistake something that you believe could be redeemed? Put yourself in the shoes of someone that you love. The next tip is to know what you want. You've made a mistake. What is it that you want? Forgiveness. And not just forgiveness, but also write down the better outcomes that you'd like to work towards. If it's your eating disorder, you want to forgive yourself for having this eating disorder. And what else do you want? To recover. And don't just say recover. You need to be more specific. How are you going to get to recovering? You can write down all of the tips from my recovering podcast episode. Be specific and be determined. The next tip is to reach out. Go tell someone that you were struggling with an eating disorder. So you're not just admitting it to yourself, but you're also admitting it to somebody else. Someone that you trust, whether it's your family member, your partner, a friend, a psychologist, someone that you feel that you can trust that won't be judgmental, but will be there to support you. Another tip is to set yourself challenges. So it could be something like, I'm going to apply two of Ali's self-loving tips this week. And you keep applying it that week. The next week, you can add another one to that list. Did you hear me? I said add, not substitute. You want to keep adding it on, maybe do it every two weeks. Whatever feels more comfortable to you that you are actually getting the grip, a good grip of the pattern behaviors, the new ones that are going to benefit your life and improve your self-love. Or you could do the same with the binge eating tips. Just set yourself challenges of things that you want to achieve and really, really work hard on actually achieving them. I know you can do it. And yes, even if you have a setback, that is okay. Pick yourself up and try again. Find the trigger and be rid the trigger. The next tip is to understand why you feel this guilt and this shame. Figure out the underlying reasons, find the root of the cause, and then you can do something about it. The next tip is to stop replaying the scenarios in your head. If there's something bad that you've done, stop just constantly filling every thought of your day with this thing that you've done wrong. Don't choose to suffer. Stop thinking about it and break yourself out of the cycle being stuck in a mistake that you've done. So next time you notice that you're just groveling on this mistake that you've made, go for a walk. Go hit a sauna session. Go meditate. Go read a book. Go do something else that is a healthy alternative that breaks this patterned, unhealthy, unhelpful behavior. The next tip is to be compassionate with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself affirmations like I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm learning, I am improving, I am strong. Be kind to yourself. And if you struggle with this, don't worry, it will take time. So be patient, which is the next tip. Be patient with yourself. It's not easy just to change your whole mindset around. And it's not that easy just to forgive yourself or be forgiven either, especially depending on how severe the mistake was. So... If forgiveness isn't coming straight away, in the meantime, do other things to improve yourself and work towards that better version of you. Don't sit around waiting for things to just magically get better. You have to go and do things to change it. And say, for example, if there's a relationship that can't be healed based on something that you've done. Make sure that that person knows that you're sorry, but you also have to give them the space and time to recover themselves because they've obviously been affected by your actions as well. 
and you also have to accept their decision. And this can be hard and upsetting. So just make sure that no matter what, you just keep actioning and trying to become this person that you want to be. And remember why it is that you want to do this in the first place. Because of these mistakes that you've made. That's no longer who you want to be. And you don't have to be that person anymore. But to not be that person anymore, there will be changes that you have to make. There will be habits that you have to alter. And changing habits is not easy. So be patient and kind and consistent. And you will see results. Keep on going. Keep on pushing, keep on soaring, and keep on leveling yourself up. So the next tip is to then do things for you. Find things that make you happy. Find things that make you feel motivated. Take part of activities that feel like self-care to you. Whether this is literally having a bubble bath, taking your dog for a walk, going to the gym, meditating. Just find out what it is that makes you feel like you were looking after yourself and giving yourself self-care. The kinder and more considerate of yourself that you are, the more compassionate you will be, and the more forgiving you will then be. And my last tip is to write yourself an apology. Write a letter to yourself about what happened. Start it off by saying what you were seeking forgiveness for. So the reason that you are writing this letter. Write in the letter how the situation has made you feel. Write down what led you to having to ask yourself for forgiveness. Write down why you hurt yourself. Write down how you hurt yourself. Write down what you were apologizing for. Write down what you have learnt and what you will try to do better next time. And then, once again, write down what you are asking yourself for forgiveness for. And then I want you to come back to this note as your reminder as to why it is that you are forgiving yourself. You want to recover. You want to be better. You want to stop hurting yourself. Write it down and use it as your motivation to not only forgive yourself, but to work on being better. And remember that it is up to you whether or not you're going to stay in this place of suffering or you're going to learn from this guilty feeling that you have and then do things to improve this and get rid of that guilty feeling. It is up to you whether or not you will forgive yourself or stay in the same place that is making you unhappy. And forgiveness is not a sign of weakness and it is not a way of excusing your mistake. Forgiveness is about accepting your behavior, accepting what has happened and then accepting what it is that you are going to do to move past this and be better. So use these feelings of guilt and pain for whatever it is that you may have done and then decide whether or not you want to stay in this bad feeling mindset or whether or not you're going to acknowledge what you did and then do something about it. That is up to you. Okay, so I'm going to quickly summarize all of the tips that we just talked about that will help you to start forgiving yourself. So grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, and write this shit down. Oh, and there will also be access to the poster version of these tips on my Facebook page very soon. But until then, get that piece of paper, get your phone notes out. Here we go. So tip one that will help you to start forgiving yourself is to identify the difference between self-blaming versus your actual wrongdoing. Tip number two is to make amends with those you have hurt. Tip number three is to admit that you are struggling. Tip number four is to acknowledge your feelings. Tip number five is to learn from your mistakes rather than putting yourself down. Tip number six is to start identifying your pattern behaviors. The ones that is filling you with all this guilt and shame and resentment and shitty feelings that you are struggling to forgive yourself for. 
Tip number seven is to journal. Tip number eight is to be aware of when you are being self-critical. Tip number nine is to speak to yourself like you'd speak to someone you love. Put yourself in their shoes. Tip number 10 is to know what you want. What outcome would you like and how are you going to get there? Tip number 11 is to reach out to someone that you trust. Tip number 12 is to set yourself challenges. Tip number 13 is to understand why you feel this guilt and this shame. Tip number 14 is to stop replaying your mistakes if you aren't trying to action them. Instead, you're just trying to suffer. No. Tip number 15 is to be self-compassionate. Tip number 16 is to be patient with yourself. Tip number 17 is to perform self-care. Do things for you. And tip number 18 is to write yourself a beautiful letter of forgiveness. And then forgive yourself. Thank you. So I'm going to leave you with these four R's of self-forgiveness. Remind yourself of this every time that you are struggling to forgive yourself and let something go. Thank you to the Very Well Mind for providing these four R's. R number one is responsibility. Take responsibility for what it is that you have done. Number two is remorse. Acknowledge what it is that you are feeling. Listen to your mind and your body. These feelings that are bringing you down need to go away and you are feeling it for a reason. R number three is restoration. How are you going to improve? It is time to improve. And R number four is renewal. You are improving yourself and you are improving your life. And doesn't that just sound wonderful? Yeah, it does. So thank you everybody for listening. I hope that you take some of these tips on board. I hope you start to forgive yourself. And if not, just know that these feelings will be here. The bad feelings will still be there. You need to forgive yourself to move on, okay? And part of that is acknowledging how you feel. And part of that is discovering why it is that you feel this guilt and the shame. So go check out the last episode as well. That ties into today's episode. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope you action what's here. And I also hope that you print out and hang on your wall the Stopping Binge Eating poster. That would mean a lot and I'd love it. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Once again, you can find it on the Facebook group. Thank you. Anyways, before I say thank you about 10 million times, I am thankful for you guys though. But thank you for listening. Oh, God. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Can't wait to talk to you soon. And remember to eat with Allie.